Jesus said, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers? And he said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, if Christianity is nothing more than how it looks in public, then it sort of seems like the religion that you quote when you want to make people that you don't like feel worse about themselves, and the religion that you excuse or just outright ignore when it makes you look bad. And then, of course, wonder why nobody wants anything to do with our faith or spends all day muttering that the church is dying. You see it today. It's the Good Samaritan, which I used to think was actually a positive thing. Like we would read about the Good Samaritan and then name hospitals for it. We are Christians. We help the helpless. Except now, the Good Samaritan is really just something we bring up when we want to make somebody look like a jerk. Like it doesn't even start with the helpless, but with the person that we want to condemn. Then we just look through their lives until we find somebody that they have inevitably passed over. Look, they are not Christian. I mean, never mind who you've ignored. I mean, you had a good reason after all, just like the priest. I mean, he had a great excuse. He had to go and do church. If he had stopped to help, he would have been unclean. He would have been unable to offer sacrifice for the good of the rest of the people. But his excuse doesn't actually seem good enough for Jesus. And, of course, there is that whole man dying in the street thing, too, right in front of him. It's kind of a bummer. See, the priest, bad Christian, I guess, didn't help people enough, I guess. But that can't be us, I guess. See, when it comes to our faith, we are so afraid to be called the sinner, the bad example of our faith, that all we really have are excuses as to why that one totally didn't count or why it was okay under the circumstances. We have all sinned. We have all passed by somebody in need. And you know what? That's not okay. Maybe you had the very best of excuses, but great excuses never actually helped people in need as we pass by them. And it fools absolutely nobody into thinking that our religion is full of people who aren't bad. If the religion stands or falls on your ability to demonstrate it, well, then there's no help beyond what you can give to people. Never mind miracles. Never mind God, never mind the resurrection of the body or the, the baptism or the Lord's Supper or any of the other things that the church supposedly has to offer sinners. This thing is clearly about what you can do. So we will measure the entirety of Christianity based on how many people you as an individual have helped. And hopefully you're not too much of a sinner that sends the whole faith crumbling down. But see, here's the thing. If you believe this about your religion, if you really do, then your religion isn't all that much to write home about. And I kind of get why so many people would do without it. Samaritans can help folks lying in the street too, after all. Sometimes even better. And they did not hold the same faith that you do. See, when the religion stands or falls on you, and others are doing it better, I mean, you kind of got to ask. How far down the line do you have to fall in order to not be responsible for holding up the whole thing on your back? I mean, the priest had a solid excuse, but what if the Levite was just too old to actually lift him up? What if he had no money for the inn? I mean, how helpless do you have to be to avoid condemnation by the religion that's actually supposed to promise help to the helpless? If you want to make your stand on where you fall on the intersectionality checklist, how little privilege do you need to make a justification in yourself? Like, if you've somehow had it bad enough, like really bad enough, 
you might just maybe be safe from how we treat this parable. Like a weapon. We treat this parable like a weapon when God actually gave it as a promise. Behold, a lawyer stood up and put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, Who is my neighbor? And so Jesus tells him a parable because he knows. The lawyer knows. Who is my neighbor? He knows what it means. I can't do it all for everyone. I have valid excuses. But see, what if Jesus wasn't trying to twist the knife on this lawyer? What if he was trying to show that there is mercy for the overwhelmed, even the ones who want to test Jesus? What if Jesus was the one who would stop for any sinner, regardless of what they've done and regardless of what's been done to them? What if he sees us dying and rescues us, binds up our wounds, pours on oil and wine, bears us himself and pays our way to rest? What if he even bears the cross so that we could find forgiveness instead of excuses and rationalizations? What if he would call us sinners who would attack each other, neighbor, and promise to return again for us? See, instead of letting the religion be about us and the demonstration of our faith be about our excuses of why we didn't help enough people, instead of just using this parable as weaponized guilt, then maybe we could start to see that Christianity is not actually demonstrated in helping people, but in being helped ourselves. We lean so hard on the idea that we have to prove our religion's worth, that whether or not we mean to, we end up saying that the only people allowed to be Christian are the ones so well off they can help other people, which is really just another way of leaving out those who are beaten and left for dead. I mean, maybe somebody will help them, but they can't be the helpers. And if that's what Christianity is, at best, they can be the object lesson for how others should behave or maybe the proof that we'll use when we need to defend ourselves against not being helpful enough to somebody else that we've overlooked. But what if Jesus saw this person beaten and left for dead? What if Jesus sees the least of these as more than an object lesson? What if they are his beloved, his neighbor? I tell you the truth. There is more Christian witness in the man who is mugged than in the Samaritan. Because this is what our faith is. It is not measured in us helping other people but in us being helped by a God who helps the helpless, even the sinners. It doesn't mean that the helpless don't matter, and it doesn't mean you don't have to help them. It means that my sin can't disprove my God. It means that this whole thing stands on God's mercy and not me. And that, that is a mercy that he wants for all. Your religion is Jesus for sinners. So we don't actually have to be afraid of being named one. You have passed people over. Your sins are forgiven you because Jesus has died for you. You have received mercy. So go and do likewise. Be people of mercy, but that is foremost an identity that is not necessarily found in your hand doing. To be a person of mercy is to be a person who's not afraid to receive it. Be a person of mercy, 
Be a sinner that Jesus died for. Live hand to mouth, not by what you earn, but by what God gives for free. Be people who live by grace and not excuse. Be people joyous to say, I, a poor, miserable sinner, because you long to hear in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then joyfully say, Amen, because you can be a person so certain of God's grace that you aren't afraid to give it out, even if it means getting dirty or getting accused of not doing enough along the way. And no, maybe we're not going to help everybody, but maybe we can help the folks God dropped right in front of us who are in need. Be people of mercy, like that. People who don't need to prove their religion by their helping others, but who are confident enough in their religion that it rests on Jesus helping us. And this isn't found in using faith like a weapon, because of course the law convicts us all. But the gospel is that the good Samaritan is Jesus who helps, who forgives, who saves. So look to him. Find him where he comes to you to bind your wounds, forgive your sins, and rejoice that even here, even now, he sustains you. Because mercy starts here, where God gives it to you in word and in sacrament. And then know it is yours. Amen.